Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Hey everyone, I hope you're having a great day. Today is Tuesday, September 12th, 2023, and this is episode two of Arise and Build. We're going to talk about something really important today. In fact, every Missouri voter needs to understand this. And so I really encourage you to share this information with your friends and your family uh, who are believers and who love the Lord and who care about our freedom here in Missouri and who care about protecting children. So I want to give you first a couple of scripture that are going to be foundational to uh, what we're talking about here today and possibly even um, in the future. This may turn into a series. I hope I'll keep this one really short and um, you'll just have a little bit of information on this topic over the next several days so that it's easier to digest. But uh, the topic is our state constitution and how that relates to abortion. And abortion is really a big issue among uh, believers, of course. And you need to know that there are really important things happening in your state government that surround that issue. So the scripture that I want to um, just put out there for you today, and we're not going to talk a long time about it because Uh, Really, you probably already know and have your own favorite scripture as it relates to children, to life, and to abortion. But I'm going to share one of my favorites with you. It's Jeremiah 1, verses 4 and 5. It says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. And that just speaks to me because it's just mind-boggling to me that the creator of the universe knew me, appointed me. He knows you. He knew you in the womb before you were even born. He had a plan and a purpose for your life. He had appointed you for great things. And um, like I said, there are a lot of different scripture that we could use uh, in relation to the life issue, but that's one of my favorites. So the other scripture that I want to talk to you a day in the, today and the other sort of issue that is related to this is that I hear believers oftentimes and unfortunately even pastors say, you know, Jody, I'm not really as concerned with government as I am concerned with scripture. And I would just like to share my opinion with you about that. And my opinion is that government is really important to God. And if you're not sure, I'm going to read a couple of verses out of Isaiah chapter 10. This is Isaiah 10 verses 1 and 2. It says, Woe to those who enact evil statutes and to those who constantly record unjust decisions. So as to deprive the needy of justice and rob the poor of my people of their rights in order that widows may be their spoil 
and that they may plunder the orphans. So I would say to you today that I believe that our statutes and the decisions of our judges are very important to the Lord. And he even says, woe to those who act unjustly. So what's happening in Missouri today that affects the law regarding abortion is that our state constitution is under attack. And it's under attack because Roe v. Wade was overturned and Missouri was actually the first to um, outlaw or ban abortion because we had a trigger clause in one of our statutes um, should Roe v. Wade overturn. And of course it did. But um, so what's happened now is that there are special interest groups who want to see abortion protected and they want it actually to be enacted and changed in our state constitution. So I need to explain to you, you need to understand how your state constitution is changed. And the truth is it's a problem and it's been a problem for a while. Um, I believe that even outside of this abortion issue, it needs to be the process of changing the constitution needs to be changed because our state constitution is really one of the largest in the entire nation. And um, I don't think that the Constitution, I don't think that our founders intended for our Constitution to be growing at the pace and at the rate that it is. Of course, you know, occasionally maybe there needs to be an adjustment or something over time. But we have a book, an entire book for our state Constitution. And what happens is just like last year in the fall in November of 2022, we, Missouri, passed a measure that legalized uh, recreational use of marijuana. Many of you thought that when you voted on that measure that you were just changing the statute in Missouri. That's not the case. It actually changed the Missouri Constitution. So now the protection of marijuana is not just the law, it's actually in our state constitution. That was a 32, 33 page change to our state constitution. And most of our voters just don't understand that uh, that process. They don't understand what's happening when they're voting on issues like that at the ballot. So I want to explain that to you today, and I want to give you a little insight. And then in future episodes, we're going to talk more about specifically what's happening with this abortion issue. But today I want to focus on the process, the current process, and why it's a problem. So our state constitution um, only changes by a vote of the people. The people have to vote in order to make a change to the constitution. And that vote is called ratifying the constitution. Now, the, the ballot measure or the thing that the, the language that you see on the ballot, usually in a November general election, but it can also happen at other times, that language gets there one of two ways. It can get there through passing legislation and it's a little bit different. It's a joint resolution, not a regular bill. It's called a joint resolution, but it goes through the same process as a bill. It has to pass through the House, through the Senate, be signed by the governor. It goes through all the processes of the committees and all the committee work that goes goes into passing uh, bills, but this is called a joint resolution. So um, last year, last 
session, in the 2023 session, we had SJR, Senate Joint Resolution 28. It addressed this issue of how to ratify the Constitution. It did not make it all the way through the process. So you're not going to see that on the ballot. If it had passed, you would have then seen it on the ballot. The people would have voted. And if it had passed, it would have changed our Constitution. So that's one way that you can see something on the ballot is by joint resolution. And that is going through the entire legislative process. The other way that you can see something end up on the ballot that will change the Constitution is by a process called the initiative petition process. Now, this process is specifically designed for the people so that we can bypass the legislature. The people themselves can do enough work to put the measure on the ballot for a vote. And it's oh, this process, the initiative petition process, is overseen by the Secretary of State's office. It's laid out in our Constitution. So the Secretary of State has to follow uh, the protocol, the guidelines, the policy in regard to this process. But this is what that process looks like. Any special interest group who wants something changed and doesn't want to go through legislation can file an initiative petition. The Secretary of State looks at it or his office looks at it and says it follows all the procedure, it follows all the protocol, it checks all the boxes. And that petition actually includes the language that they want changed in the Constitution. So the Secretary of State looks at it. If he gives it his approval and says, yes, this meets all the standards. Now the next step is that you have to collect signatures of voters. Missouri voters have to sign a petition. And you have to collect many, many thousands of signatures. Now, the specific number of signatures needed is based on the previous gubernatorial election. So I can't tell you exactly how many, but I can tell you it's tens of thousands of signatures that have to be collected. And they have to be collected over a large majority of the state of Missouri, geographically speaking. They have to be collected from six of our eight congressional districts. Missouri is divided into eight congressional districts, and the signatures have to be collected from six of those eight districts. That means that we have a very wide range of Missouri voters who are saying, yes, I want to see this on the ballot. Those signatures are collected. Most often, they are collected by someone who's paid to go stand out in a parking lot or at the county fair or somewhere there, where there's a lot of people. They have clipboards and they're asking you for their signatures. I'm sure you've run into these people before. That's what they're doing. They're collecting signatures for ballot measures. So once the signatures are collected, the Secretary of State's office verifies the signatures. They send the signatures based on their district, based on the county they live in, back to the county clerk's office. And the county clerk then is supposed to verify that that signature is legit and that it is a voter in their district. So once all of that work is done and the Secretary of State's office says, yes, you've collected the minimum number of signatures from all of these areas that are representative of, you know, the wide swath of geographical area in Missouri, then the next step is that the Secretary of State himself writes the ballot language. He has 100 words to write a summary of what this change will be. Then that 
summary that he writes is what you see on the ballot in November or at whatever election the governor puts it on. So you see the ballot language that the Secretary of State writes and you get a vote. Yes, you want to make that change or no, you don't. Now, this step where the people vote, again, is called ratification of the Constitution. And what's required, it doesn't matter if that ballot measure comes to the ballot by way of the IP process through the Secretary of State's office, or if it goes through the legislative process as a joint resolution. Doesn't matter which way it comes to the ballot, but it ends up on a ballot for the vote for a vote of the people. When the people vote in favor, then we say that the, that amendment or that, um, that petition has been ratified, that we've ratified the Constitution. We've ratified it, and it gets added to the Constitution. It doesn't get added to statute. It gets added to the state Constitution. So what is required right now in order to ratify is a simple majority of vote, a simple majority of the popular vote. So 50% of the voters plus one vote will pass the measure, whether it's the I, an IP process measure or whether it came through the legislature, it doesn't matter. At the end, it requires a 50% majority plus one vote, a simple majority of popular vote. The problem with that is that our urban voters in St. Louis and Kansas City far outnumber our rural voters. And so when we have a situation that a simple majority vote can change the Constitution, then we're making changes to the Constitution at a pace that we just shouldn't be, and we're adding things into the Constitution that don't belong there. Even if we wanted to pass a, uh, a statute, even if, even if we wanted to pass the legalization of marijuana, that doesn't belong in our constitution. It belongs in our statute. That needed to be done through legislation, and it wasn't. Now it got added to, this, to the constitution, and it got added because it was so easy to make the change. I'm actually going to post a map. So in the show notes, I'm going to share a map of, of the state and the results of the election when we pass that marijuana uh issue so that you can see that it was just a very tiny number of counties that actually agreed with that measure. The vast majority of the state of Missouri, geographically speaking, did not want to legalize marijuana, but it passed. And it passed because of that simple majority requirement. What we would like to see happen is that 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 ratification process would change, that the threshold to pass a change to the Constitution would change from a simple majority vote to what we call a concurrent majority vote. Yes, we would require a simple majority, and in addition, a concurrent majority, which means that the majority of House districts across the state would also have to be in favor. We want the House districts because the House districts are the smallest political subdivision. So that gives us a more clear picture of what the totality of the state would like to see changed, would like to see happen. Uh, This is very similar to the way we pass our statute. 
we pass our statute based on concurrent majority. The United States Constitution is ratified or changed based on concurrent majority. We even elect our presidents based on concurrent majority. So we would like to see the process of the Missouri Constitution changed to be in accordance with concurrent majority. So that's all that I'm going to share with you today. I know this is a lot of new information for a lot of you. So we're just going to bring it out in little tidbits that hopefully helps it to be easier for you to understand and easier for you to share with other people. But just know that the issue is important and it's important today because we have several initiative petitions lined up that are that have already been filed and that signatures are being collected on the issue of abortion. And I'm going to talk about that more in the next episode. So be sure you come back and join me. I pray you have a blessed day. You guys take care and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.